0: Uh, Lord, I am thankful for your mercy and your grace. I am thankful for your answered prayers. I'm thankful for your good news. I'm thankful that you shine even in the darkest places and darkest moments of our lives. I pray that you open up our ears and minds to receive your word and to hear you and to leave here forever changed. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Uh, So uh, it is good to be here. Uh, And it's just kind of funny. Uh, So I usually worship from home. Uh, But worshiping here at church just hits a little bit different. The music hits a little bit different. And just being together, although there are only eight people here, it hits a little bit different. So I'm excited to regather if we do regather uh, next week. Uh, But today we are going to uh, starting a series or continuing a series uh, called Words That Matter. And so in all of our word trees that we have, today we're specifically going to focus on the word gospel Uh, So we're going to talk about what it means, what it's about, what it doesn't mean, what the Bible says about it. Because we all, right, talk about the gospel, hear the word gospel. Uh, And if you've been in the church for a while, you kind of know what it means. But if you haven't, you're like, well, uh, clue me in, please. Uh, But before we talk about the gospel, uh, which is called good news, uh, we're going to talk about the news. So if you are alive in 2020, Uh, we don't hear very many good things on the news. Uh, And so my job today is uh, we're going to do a good news sandwich. We're going to share some good news with you. I'm going to share some bad news, and we're going to come back with some good news. Uh, So although the news is riddled with bad things that are happening, I want to share with you really quick four uh, cool good news things that are currently happening right now. And the first one is this. Uh, There's a little boy in Britain, and the uh, image should be up in a little bit, Uh, who raised over $1 million for the National Health Services Hospital to thank them for saving his life when he was a baby. Uh, So small four-year-old, Tony Hudgel, uh, his goal was to raise $550, but he actually raised over $1 million because of the generosity of everyone uh, around him. The next story that's on the news that maybe you didn't hear, uh, for 11 years, uh, the search engine name, Ecosia uh, used its revenue from advertising, actually, uh, to plant trees. And this month alone, they planted their 100th million tree, so, which is really awesome. Our next cool story that probably didn't make the news is there's a man who goes around in, co- in superhero costumes, and he delivers gifts to kids who are in the hospital. And this past September, he visited Alaska and Hawaii, making him finish all 50 states and delivering 100,000 gifts to kids who are sick, which is really awesome. And the last thing is this, uh, which for all you dog lovers, you'll feel this one. There's a security officer uh, who works at a grocery store, and it was hailing and raining, and so this person decided to stand out in the rain and put an umbrella over a dog to cover it. And if you're at home, you probably just said, aww, Uh, because we all love our uh, fur animals. So uh, isn't it great hearing those good stories after we've heard a lot of bad news? Uh, And so I want to share with you really quick a story when I was younger and I had to share some bad news. Uh, When I was in middle school, I was a kid who liked to uh, mess around, like to wrestle with my uncle, and my uncle was, uh, didn't live in state, so whenever he would come visit, we would just spend a whole lot of time together. And there was this one time where he was messing with me and my brother, and, this, and we got him really good, and so we decided to run away, and our uncle was chasing us. And as we were running away to another room, my brother was in front of me, and as we were running, uh, we had a hallway closet, and my brother thought it would be a good idea to swing open the closet as I was running full speed behind him. And when he swung open the closet, I ran right into the closet door and I completely broke it off of its hinges. And my uncle, who was chasing me, followed me into the room and then he went from messing around and he got really serious. And he's like, hey, you guys need to be more responsible. This is irresponsible. You need to tell your grandma what you did. And I was like, what are you talking about? You're the one who chased us. So then I had the responsibility, even though my brother was the one who swung open the door, I had the responsibility to tell my grandma what happened because I was the one who broke it. That's what happens when you're the younger sibling. If you're younger sibling out there, you feel and you know what I'm saying. Uh, So I had to share that bad news with my grandma. And in the same way I didn't want to share that bad news with her, I also don't want to share bad news with you at the moment in talking about the gospel. But before we get into that, uh, let's learn about what the word gospel, what it means. The word gospel literally means good news. It, it is used about 93 times in the Bible, exclusively in the New Testament. And broadly speaking, it's talking about the whole scripture, how the whole scripture, the Bible, is good news for you and me. And then narrowly speaking, it's talking about Christ and how Christ is good news and the way to salvation, But the best way to understand and appreciate good news is to first talk about why it's good news. And sometimes that means talking about the bad news, uh, which isn't the most exciting thing to talk about. So as you know, we all have a problem, right? Um, And it's called sin. It's called a sin problem. And that goes all throughout our history. So we're going to look at a few people in the Bible and look at their problems. And so the first people that we are going to talk about is Adam and Eve, right? Because we all have a sin problem. We all want to be faithful, and we desire to follow God, but we're not always faithful. So with Adam and Eve, God told them, you can eat of any fruit of the garden except for this tree. And then what did they do? They ate the tree or the fruit in the tree that they were not supposed to. Can you relate to that? The next people that we're going to talk about is Cain. Uh, Cain killed his brother. He was not supposed to do that. Again, falling short of God's standard for his life. And then we fast forward a little bit and get to Abraham and Sarah. And God tells them, hey, you're going to have many kids and your kids will multiply. If you could count the stars in the sky, that's how many kids you are going to have. And when Sarah heard this news, she laughed and she doubted. And she didn't have faith, falling short of God's standard for her life. Fast forward a little bit. We have the people of Israel who received the law from Moses. And the law was basically a list of things to do. And if you didn't do any of those things, you fell short of God's standard for your life. And if you know anything about the Israelites, it's a story of them falling away, God calling them back, them falling away, God calling them back. Um, but it was sometimes it was simple stuff and sometimes it was really simple deep and intense stuff. Do not murder, do not worship idols, honor your parents, do not have foreign wives, and yet some of them weren't faithful and they fall short of God's standard. The next bad news is we look at the people in our Christian faith and our Christian history and we think, why didn't they just listen? It's as simple as just listening. Why didn't they do it? Here's the reason why is because sin is hereditary. Romans five twelve says this, Therefore, just as sin entered the world through one man, Adam, and death reigned through him, in the same way death came to all men because all sin. So we all have this sin problem. So kids at home, you could look at your parents and say, Thank you for passing on your sin. <laughs> and then really everything you do is their fault because they passed it to you. Um... Next, we're going to fast forward a little bit in the Old Testament. We have, again, the Israelites. If you ever read the book of Judges, uh, if you were to sum up the book of Judges in one word, it would be cycle. Uh, Because there's a continual cycle that happens in the book of Judges, and it's this. There's peace in the land. The people are following Jesus. And then they start to see something else, so they do whatever is right in their own eyes. So then God punishes them, which usually means he enslaves them from another nation or another people. And then Israel cries out to God and say, Lord, save me, Lord, save me. And so God hears them. He raises up a judge and then rescues them. And then it's this continual cycle of doing it over and over again. And I don't know if you can relate to that, but often I see God and I see Jesus and I worship him and I follow him, but then I get a little bit distracted and I fall away. And again, the people of Israel in the book of Judges fell short of God's standard. This cycle, this theme, because we all know that God has called us to live faithfully, He has called us to follow Him, He's called us to love Him with all of our hearts, mind, soul, body, and strength. But as you know, that's a little bit difficult. Romans 3:23 says, "For the wages or all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God." So we're going to hang out in Ephesians chapter two verses one through 10. If you want to go ahead and open up there from home, it'll also be in the sc- on the screen as well in a little bit, and we're going to hang out in the first 10 verses. Uh, This is probably one of my favorite pieces of Scripture because I feel like it's a great representation of what the gospel is outside of the four gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. It's very clear. The first few verses talk about who we were. Next verses talk about what God did. And the last few verses uh, challenges us to live how we should now, which is kind of what we're going to be talking about. So Ephesians chapter 2 verse 1 says this. As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath. Those are not super encouraging verses. If we ended our service there, it would be a very somber service and we would all leave very defeated. Paul goes and he says, you were dead in your transgressions and sins. Those who are dead, I don't know if you've noticed, they can't do anything to help themselves, right? They can't get up, they can't move, they can't choose what casket they want, they can't choose what clothes they want, they can't choose any of these things Uh, from the moment that they died. And here Paul is saying, you're dead in your transgressions and sins in the way you used to live when you followed the ways of the world. And then verse three, he says, like the rest, you are by nature deserving of wrath. And so it's right, all of us admit that we've done something wrong. We've admit that we've fallen short of God's standard. And sometimes we do that continually and sometimes we're more faithful. But in some ways we all were dead in our transgressions and sin. So then here is the problem, right? Here is the bad news. Sin exists. We all sin. We cannot get to God because of our sin, and we are doomed. That sounds really sad. That sounds like really bad news, but thankfully, God doesn't end the story there. That is not the end of our story. That is not the end of his story, What I love about God is he interrupts us uh, very often and very frequently. Romans 6.23 says this, The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. And so, but before we get into the good news of John 3.16, for God so loved the world, let's talk about our history again. Let's go back in time and see, was there good news within the bad news? And let's go ahead and read We'll talk about a few things. When God created Adam, he allowed them to dwell in the promised land. That's good news. When Cain killed Abel, although that was bad news, God still put a seal of protection over him. That's good news. When God gave Abraham many children and made an everlasting covenant with him and followed through on the promise that he told him, that's good news. When Israel was held captive by Egypt for many years, God delivered them. And that's good news. And one of my personal favorites, when we couldn't get to God because we were dead by the weight of our sins and it was overwhelming, Jesus came and defeated sin and overcame and rose from the dead so we can have life with him. And that's good news. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 5 through 8 say this as we continue chapter 2. But because of his great love for us, God, And I love that first word right there. But, because of his great love for us, God. Or another way we could say it is, is, but God. We were once this way, but God didn't leave us where we were, and he stepped in. But God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. In order that in the coming ages he might show his incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness. But God, again Romans 6.23, the wages of sin is death. We all know our sins are deserving of death. But that's not where the story ends because the verse goes on and says, But God, right, who is rich in mercy, made us alive. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this while we were still sinners Christ died for us. So there's still hope. There's good news in the midst of bad news. In the dark spaces and places of our lives, uh, in our marriages, and our friendships, and our relationships, and our jobs, there is good news because there is Jesus who provides the good news. He provided the ultimate good news when he died on the cross, and he's still providing good news as we continue to live. I don't know about you, but one thing that I think about when I think of the news is I think about uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Uh, And when all the tickets were found and Charlie didn't know that there was one more remaining, and then the news uh, told everyone the last one was a hoax, there's still one remaining, and then Charlie found the ticket and he got so excited. And when he left the chocolate shop, everyone just surrounded him and was so excited to hear the news. And what he did is he grabbed that piece of paper And he ran all the way home to tell his loved ones the good news. And so our good news is, although we were dead, Christ made us alive. And that's something we should be excited about. If we've been Christians or believers for a long time, we should still be happy about the grace that he has given us, the good news, the gospel. Um, and And if you don't know Jesus, if you're new, if you're unsure, you have an opportunity to accept that good news that he has for us. And so the good news is good news because we know that without it, we cannot get to Jesus, right? Because the problem was, sin exists, we sinned, the weight of our sin is so overwhelming, we can't get to God, we're doomed. The good news is that Jesus saw us in that place, and he didn't leave us, and he took his hand down, and he picked us up because of what he did on the cross. And he became our atoning sacrifice so we can live through him. So we can have life, we can have purpose, we can have hope through Jesus, which is good news, which is the gospel. And we all know that the good news isn't just meant for you and for me to hoard and to keep and to hold. If newspaper companies wrote articles but they never sent it out to anybody, they would go out of business. If the internet writers wrote things but they keep all all their web pages private, Nobody would view them and they would go out of business. In the same way, it's our job as believers to have that good news, to share that good news, right? Because that is what God has called us to do. And now we're going to end off our time with, okay, that was bad news. Now there's good news. And now what's our current news, Uh, which is Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 through 10. And they say this, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God not by works so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. There are two things that happen there. Usually we like to jump to verse 10 and say, yeah, I'm God's handiwork. Like, God did a good job with me. I'm a masterpiece. Like, it's all about me. But really, if we look at verse 8 and 9, it says, it is by grace you have been saved. Through faith, not from yourselves, it is a gift of God. So there continually, it's pointing to the fact that it's not about us, and it's nothing that we did, nor is it anything we can do to get to God, right? Because Ephesians says we were dead in our sins. But here it's saying it's a gift of God through faith, not by works. So we can do and do and do and do, but those good deeds are never going to get us to a good father, They will never get us to Jesus. Then it says, so that no one can boast. I like the idea of no one can boast, because I don't know about you, but sometimes I look at other people who are growing in their faith, and I think, man, they're just growing so much, and I am so, uh, maybe jealous isn't the right word, but I'm so, like, I desire that, I want that, but I'm not doing that in my own life. Like, sometimes I'm doing Bible in a year plan with some of the high school boys, and for a while I was really behind, and they were really ahead, And it was really encouraging for me to see that, and it challenged me. But here it says, so that no one can boast. Uh, So as we look, and as we talked about Romans 3.23, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. What that means is we're all in the same boat, and if you've sinned, that then makes you qualified to receive God's grace if you understand that you need Him. And then the last part says, we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God prepared in advance for us to do. And us to share the gospel, uh, to be lights of the gospel, and to live for Jesus. There are two verses I want to leave you with as we end our time is this. Good news is only good news if we understand uh, the sacrifice. And so I want to reiterate here uh, with a verse from uh, 1 Corinthians 5, and it says this. And it's a complicated verse, but if you stick with me, we'll both get it together because it's kind of complicated for me too. And it says this, God made him, Jesus, who knew no sin to be sin for us so that in Jesus we might become the righteousness of God. Was that confusing? It probably was because I'm still confused and I have not memorized. Um, And so really what's happening there is we would call this idea the great exchange, right? Jesus knew no sin and we knew sin, right? But then Jesus became sin for us. So Jesus then took all of our sin, and in exchange, it says he gave us God's righteousness. So that means we are now made righteous through Jesus. Jesus took our sin. He gave us God's righteousness. I don't know about you, but that seems like a pretty sweet deal for me, because he gave us his righteousness. That means we don't walk around defeated, but we walk around understanding that there's good news, that we have hope, that we have strength, that we have faith, that we have a Father who loves us and is for us and is with us always. He is with us always. That is good news. But it's not good news if we don't understand that it's good news, nor is it good news if we don't live it out. The story of the gospel is a story for everyone. And it's a story of people who fall away or falter or are not perfect. And a prime example of that is me. Because if it's a story for me, that means it's a story for you. The gospel of Jesus Christ coming to die on the cross to take our place because he knew we couldn't get to him on our own and then provided a way to get to the Heavenly Father. That's good news. And that's news worth rejoicing about, news worth being excited about and news worth sharing. And so that is the gospel. That is good news. And it's only through faith and only through Jesus that we can receive that. But God demonstrated his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And that's good news that he would love us enough to care for us and to die for us and to give us hope. If you don't take anything from this message, I want to leave you with one final verse. If you haven't noticed, we've been in Romans quite a lot, and we've been in Ephesians chapter 2 quite a lot. Um, And it's a verse that I memorized when I was a teenager, and I think it's applicable for what we're talking about today. And it's Romans 1, 16 through 17, and it says this, I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes. First for the Jew, then for the Gentile. For in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed. A righteousness that is by faith from first to last. Just as it is written, the righteous will live by faith. I don't know if you made that connection, but that verse pretty much summarizes all the things that I just talked to you about for the past 15 minutes. I am not ashamed of the gospel. It's the power of God to bring salvation to everyone, all sinners, Jew and Gentile alike. A righteousness from God is revealed in the gospel. And a righteousness that is only by faith. And so I encourage you, friends, if you do not know Jesus and if you haven't accepted the gospel as truth, talk to somebody that's in your home and talk to them about that. And the Bible says work out your faith, right? Ask questions and figure out what God has for you. And knock on that door and he's going to answer Ask And you will receive, and he will be with you. And so the gospel is good news, and the gospel is hope, even in the times that we are in. Let's go ahead and pray together. Lord, I thank you for today. I thank you for who you are and what you've done. I thank you for the gospel. I thank you for the good news. I thank you for loving us. I thank you for caring for us, even when we were dead in our transgressions. And sins, you, who are rich and merciful, made us alive through Jesus, not through anything that we did, but through everything that you did. And in so doing, you gave us your righteousness, and you gave us faith, and you gave us hope, and you gave us purpose, and you gave us a life to share that gospel and to do those good works. We are grateful for you. I pray for everyone in our congregation and family who are struggling or going through things, Lord, that you would be with them and care for them, and comfort them, even in those dark spaces. In Jesus' name I pray.